Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many of your film ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage, where it will form the basis of our new pledges to not reverse the factory's carbon emissions. The Dream Factory will keep on pumping out methane. They're not the same gas. We pump out every noxious gas. It's pretty impressive. I'm Joel, (laughs) the man who puts the mate into impending climate disaster, and across from me is John Harris, a man who has actually started constructing a reverse arc or cra for aquatic animals when the planet dries out. Hi, John. Hello, mate. I love the idea. That big, it's a big bowl. It's a giant bowl. I imagine it's tricky to keep the predators and the prey separate in there, but you'll find a system. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've just pleading. Don't worry about it. Just pleading with the sharks. It, that would be really hard because they're like, every time they do like a Blue Planet series, they're like, and we've discovered 14,000 more species of fish. Yeah. So to try and get them all together is going to be. And Tough, you need but- you need two per fish. That's an additional twenty eight thousand fish. <laughs> have you ever had fish? I thought you meant have I ever eaten fish? <laughs> <laughs> this is new thing, right? I I've been I've been getting pretty experimental with my food, and I met this guy the other day, Captain Birdseye. <laughs> yes, uh, we've I, my family home has had goldfish and that's that ilk in various mm. occasions. Mm. What are they called? So they're like the classic, the classic. You sort of go to the fun fair and get two goldfish and then your parents go and buy a legitimate goldfish and then that legitimate goldfish like immediately dies because the other mm. two are so, such hardened sort They're of fairground fun fair fish they, yeah. and they last they about anything. 17 years and become about four foot long yeah yeah yeah. yeah. that's a goldfish, goldfish. <laughs> just so losing your bath. yeah <laughs> hey. but I've also eaten fish you wow okay you've you've lived a life John don't mean to brag Fair enough. You've cared for fish. You've eaten fish. You are a fish. How how about some film ideas? Here's one from Oscar. Shrek It Ralph. Good. So Wreck It Ralph. I think I've seen Wreck It Ralph. It's yeah. Someone falls into a computer and they become at one with the video games. No. Okay. There, there's something. It's something like that. Uh, a video game becomes self-aware. Oh wow. Sort of like Free Guy. To be fair. No, but actually they're all self-aware. They just they all live in like. Their own little world, and then yeah, wreck it round. How does the person they, get in there? There's no is humans. It, oh, 
Well, I've seen this unless film. I'm wrong. I thought someone got sucked into like a Pac-Man machine. No, I don't think there's any humans. He oh. basically, so Wreck-It Ralph, who is essentially Donkey Kong from the original sort of Mario game. He is yeah. like a brute of a character from an arcade game. And at night they all sort of meet, can, all the arcade games can meet in the middle. And he doesn't want to be in his game anymore. So he's effectively breaking the arcade by trying to go into another video game. Okay. He doesn't I want to be the bad guy the anymore. This doesn't run a single good. bell. But in this version, Shrek needs to be involved. So I reckon it's all your favorite DreamWorks characters, John. Start naming them. The guy who trains dragons. Um, yeah. He's one of my favorites. You know, you've got <laughs> some of the other guys. He's typing. Uh, Donkey. I've typed in DreamWorks films and the girl on the train has come up. It's not, <laughs> it's not what I associate it's, with DreamWorks. She's there. My favorite DreamWorks films, Shrek, 1917. Um, Red Eye. These are, you know, these are just they are some of the films of my childhood. Thank you for your service, which appears to be some sort of military film for, from 2017. These are all listed on Google under popular DreamWorks animation films. What is going on? Bridge of Spies. Yes, of course, we all remember that fondly. Our so there's Shrek. DreamWorks there's film. everything that comes with Shrek. There's the little guy who sat on the moon fishing at the beginning. Yes, he's, he's everyone's favorite DreamWorks <laughs> character, isn't he? There's how could we forget? Boss Baby <laughs> and Boss Baby 2. There's the Abominable Snowman. I mean, you know, they've really brought in some much-loved characters to our world. The Trolls movie. Uh, okay, The Trolls. That's something of note. Uh, Kung Fu Panda. There, uh, that's okay. There's enough. There's enough there. Fine. The film Home, which I think I had to do a lot of work for at one point. So that was... not. I'm not in it or anything. I worked for a company that were doing some promotion work for Home. I didn't animate the DreamWorks film Home. And then when trying to list DreamWorks films, <laughs> forgot my own directorial debut. That would be good, though. And of course, your friend of mine, The Croods. Look, fair play to them, but I wouldn't say they're sort of batting out classics every time. <laughs> well, no. Ants? Um, yeah, so they all get together. There must be a Shrek video game. Maybe Shrek just meets... Oh, maybe he's just in the video game. Yeah, there, I think there's a. I think one of the Shrek video games is one of those games that's like famously horrific. Sounds about right. I've got a feeling. That, there's an era of video gaming that I do miss, which is the sort of like really quick turnaround, bang average video game as, alongside a film. The, the, it, the, there was a period where every single movie had a video game. Oh uh, yeah, and I sort of miss that. Well, not. I mean, not every single movie. There wasn't like. Click the video game. You know, <laughs> not every single movie had a video game. But would that be all the franchise? Would that be the worst? Would that be the worst? Like a like Fifty First Dates, the video game. That would be pretty terrible. Yes, I tell you uh, what. There be, are... I would have gone for. I would have gone for Dodgeball Manager two thousand and four. Mm. Create your own dodgeball team. I mean, it'll be all over that. Uh, right. Shall I give you a film idea? Because we've really we've really lost steam on this. Thank yeah. you so much, Oscar. What about this one from Beck? Last night in. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, okay. So I guess we've got some sort of serial killing Santa Claus. Evil, yeah. interestingly, evil Santa's actually quite a well-trodden path in cinema now, isn't it? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a cliche at this point. It is a cliche. Oh, great. Oh, evil Santa. Well done, mate. Yeah, God, here we go again. Bad Santa, evil Santa. What about, who are the other Christmas guys that haven't really, we haven't turned evil yet? Grinch, he's already bit evil. Rudolph? Rudolph would be good. His nose is red with blood. Exactly. Frosty the Snowman's definitely had a horror film. 
Wasn't that? Didn't Jack Nicholson play a scary Frosty the Snowman? No, 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 no. He just froze in The Shining. <laughs> That's different. That's yeah, I different. know. That is different. No, who played him? No, it's going to be someone so different. Jack, Frosty Jack. What am I saying? <laughs> Frosty. Frosty Jacks is good for the Christmas episode of Dream Factory. Remember that. But there is Snowman made out of cider. Shut up. There is one. There is a film where it's like, you know, it's Jack Frost or whatever, but he's got menacing eyebrows. There's there's definitely a a horrible Michael Keaton. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And he's got scary eyebrows. I would say that's sufficiently in the same universe of actor that I'm not... uh, you, You can take that. You can have that. Thanks. I was having a real panic then. I thought I'd invented something. On the subject of last night in Soho, uh, you and I went for a drink in the bar from last night in Soho the other day. We did. We did. We didn't see any ghosts, any killers. We weren't in there long enough, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and I had my first ever pint of Guinness. That's a real moment for you, John. It was sort of spoiled by the fact that I'd had four other beers before. I really mm. should have started with a Guinness. And they were all stouts. <laughs> I... And weirdly, I'd only just watched Last Night in Soho like a few days before. Right. And they've got lots of like posters and stuff mm. framed around the, the bar now for it. And it was a lovely pint of Guinness. And I, if I can have a lovely drink and be in a film location at the same time, I'm sort of what, in heaven. So. With just one of the greatest guys you've ever met in your life. Joel was you also know, there, unfortunately. Just hanging out with just some really cool guys. That's the dream for you, isn't it, John? You kept saying that. You kept saying, this is perfect. This is perfect. And you'd slam your pint down with every word. It was really sweet. It was just like, I just thought it was like a normal sort of Thursday night out. But you kept saying, this is it. This is what life's all about. Was, didn't you? And then you sort of try to get a sing song going at the bar. But no yeah. one, you know, it was really sweet, actually. This is, this is it, is what you kept saying. It's, screw. Don't. Don't and I was kind of hoping home. I could get home for Taskmaster, but you were saying this <laughs> is it, which I like. I, I, I appreciate it. It was nice to be there for that moment for you. I mean, I've sort of forgotten that even happened, but you have, you keep <laughs> texting the guys about it. Don't you remember the other night? I got that pint. You remember? That was it. You tried to change the group name to that was it, even though the group names had <laughs> the same name for about 15 years. You keep trying to change it and we've had to take admin away from you, but it was sweet. And like, Look, I, I saw the tattoo designs. I think they're nice. I do think they're nice. I wouldn't put it there or in oh, okay. necessarily in that size. But again, you know, up for discussion. But I'm just, I'm just glad you got you had a nice night out. I just want everyone to rem- to know that I was there when they see me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. You had that pint. <laughs> Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, how about this one from Danielle? A taunting in Venice, a behind the scenes look at Kenneth Branagh trying to solve a murderous Poirot. But filming keeps being interrupted by Emma Thompson, who happened to be on holiday and decides to keep slagging his big stupid moustache and accent. <laughs> it's quite it's good. It, I like I like the idea that's behind the scenes. I actually think it would be funnier if a character finally in those films said, What the fuck's going on, man? Why is your moustache that like that? Um, why do you talk like that that's not the accent of a Belgian person? <laughs> who are maybe you? that's that's maybe the that's real mystery. <laughs> An actual Belgian person cu- comes in and goes, well, Sorry, yeah, what? Who, what? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Belgium? <laughs> in the, I've actually seen these films more than once and enjoyed them. In the second film, his moustache gets an origin story. I heard a rumour that's true. That I'm is, glad you can confirm it. unbelievable? Like, film franchises are built now on origin stories. And they were saying, look, we really like Agatha Christie's oeuvre, but the problem with it is there's no real origin story. So what we're going to do is we're going to crowbar in an origin story. And in the second film, spoilers, guys, if you haven't watched Death on the Nile, directed by and starring Kenneth Brenner. Also, I wouldn't watch it now. It's got weirdly Russell Brand it's in it in really... like a very prominent role. And um, Army Hammer. It's a very kind of Army movie. Hammer and Gal Gadot. It's not, yeah. It's like, well, I wish there had been a few more deaths on the Nile, John. And... <laughs> Anyway, so the opening scene, he's in the trenches in war and he suffers an accident and then he's in hospital. It cuts to hospital, Florence Nightingale, military style hospital, and his bow comes to see him and he's facing away like two facing Batman and you can only see one half of Poirot's face. And then they're chatting away. He's like all sad because he's been blown up in the war. And he then says, you'll never love me again. I'm hideous or something like words to those effect, that effect. And then he turns around to reveal a big scar on the side of his face <laughs> where one might have a mustache. And then it like fades to present day in the context of the film. And he's got a big mustache covering up his scar. None of it really makes any sense. Like the scar in the origin story is massive and horrific to the point where you couldn't just grow an elaborate mustache to cover it up. Also, I'm fairly sure if your face was blown in half, you're not just going to be, it's a it's perfect hair mustache hair going to grow through. Like I thought yeah. scar hair, like where scars are, you can't really grow hair again. Also, so yeah, his mustache gets an origin story, which is quite funny. Also, the moral of that origin story is what did she go? Yeah, you're right. Cover it. I guess so. No, yeah, you, I you couldn't are love that face. Can you grow <laughs> a much worse look than just a scar that's clearly healed enough that hair can grow? So yeah, and then the film ends, John, and he's shaved it off. And also, what, at the end of the, the end, end of Death, Death on the Nile, Nile shaves his the, mus- the greatest death in that film is the Tash. But also wow. at the beginning, he's got you know the thing where they had to do reshoots for Justice League when Henry Cavill was Superman, but he'd grown a mustache for a different role, and so they had to CG it off his top lip. That's what the entire opening sequence with Kenneth Branagh looks like, because obviously he needed the mustache for the film, but they've CG'd it off for the mustache's origin sequence. 
And then, what? amazingly, so the film ends and he's in a bar and he's had his moustache shaved off, right? And then it cuts to black, John, and then in the Agatha Christie font, it says, the moustache will return. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's at the bar and you, it, like, you just hear a knocking at the door. <laughs> a drink he, a drink slides down the bar, he catches it, looks up and then his moustache has passed him the drink. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Marvel post-credits scene. And, and the, when I saw it in the cinema, they went berserk. <laughs> they like... The, the crowd of 75-year-old people that are watching it on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon at 2 o'clock, they lost their shit. The moustache will return in A Haunting in Venice. A Taunting in Venice sounds like some sort of alt-right film made about the sort of woke elite being like, oh, the new sort of crime is that someone's been made fun of. And oh, died. really? Yeah, yeah, I guess it does. Someone someone shouted at someone across a canal. I went, I went to Venice once, and obviously before I got there, I knew... It was pretty water-based, but it still completely <laughs> blew my mind. So I got, I was about 19, I, I got off a train and I just immediately fell into a canal. Now I got off a train and you walked out of the train station and John, where you'd expect there to be a road, right? Mm. It's water. It's crazy. And it's like that all, I mean, the, all the way around. I've, I've also been to Venice. Have you? Um, what did you think of yes. it? Yes. Did it? Oh, it, it in, I, what I couldn't really understand is that all it seemed to be was shops selling key rings. I don't know how that sort of, creates an entire s- self-sustaining economy people live in venice surely they don't just live on key rings alone yeah that's what they have for dinner yeah that's what i worried about like i didn't i couldn't find a tesco or similar <laughs> you know what i mean because i was interested i didn't have much money so really what i was surviving on was buying baguettes in supermarkets and just sort of eating them amongst yeah, the you're not getting you're not getting a cheap meal in venice anyway what are we talking about would you like one more idea from me what about yeah. this one from martin the 39 steps musical biopic of an enormous band it's <laughs> good that's really good so this the band keeps getting bigger or members of steps keep dying and we see the whole cast of 39 of them yeah so that's the, the two options is it like a 70s rock band where you know there's been like 47 rotations of members or is it like a modern sort of k-pop band where they often do have 39 members i think it's 39 members <laughs> and you see fights break out in the playground about who's favorite is who's. <laughs> i like jim every every kid in the school class could have a different favorite could have their own. yeah school productions end of year productions would be sensational because <laughs> weirdly in my head 39 steps basically you've got eight of each member and then one for some one has died. <laughs> one of one Lee has died. Oh. So there's thir- to make thirty nine. So it's like that film, The Island, where you and McGregor. We all remember. We all remember The Island, don't we? It's like yes. a post-apocalyptic kind of vibe, sci-fi vibe. You and McGregor lives on this island in like a great big tower. I'm so bad at remembering films that I've definitely seen. <laughs> and you're just seeing their day-to-day life. And they live in this tower and they sort of all have numbers and they go and do their jobs and they go back to their little capsule bed and they live like this life, robo sci-fi life. It's typical sci-fi stuff. And there's a lottery that means that you get to leave the island every so often. And it's seen as like all your toil and hard work is rewarded with this lottery. Anyway, spoilers for what I think might be 2006 is the island ahead. (laughs) Imagine someone's just listening to this podcast, they're doing the washing up and over on their lounge TV... Big on the coffee table, big bowl of popcorn. It's Saturday night. They think, I'll just pop the rest of Dream Factory on while I do the washing up, actually. And on Netflix, paused, and this is 
one of the greatest situations you can be in when you've made the Netflix decision and it's there ready to go. It's the timer says one second oh. of 90 minute runtime. It's just there. The island, right? And they're doing the washing up. They think there's no chance they're going to talk about 2006's The Island. I'll listen to this. <laughs> but because they're washing up, they've got soapy hands and they can't. This is happening right now. As I'm talking, They can't stop the podcast and they can't stop me spoiling The Island. So I'm about to ruin whoever that person's night is that's listening to Dream Factory right now. There's a lottery based system, but Ewan McGregor finds out that the lottery may not be all that it seems. And so he plans to break away from the island because what's actually I'd love happening- it. I, I would have loved it if after all that hype, you'd have just gone, but all is not as it seems. And then just <laughs> moved on. Ah, <laughs> oh, spoiler. Are you listening to a film review? All is not as it seems. For fuck's sake, what if I was watching that film thinking all was as it seemed? I couldn't I go into to- every film assuming all is as it seems. <laughs> That you, you would be the greatest sort of, you would have the most fun at every cinematic experience if you went in assuming all is as it seems. Uh, why every do you think I love these fucking Poirot movies so much? <laughs> right. So all, Sorry. Ewan McGregor sneaks away from the island and he discovers that everyone on the island is actually a clone and they're just being harvested for their organs by their real selves. Oh, wow. So you might have a, oh, so a when disease they get off or something. The lottery, and so just, when they, they're when they win the lottery, they're getting killed because they someone needs their Crikey. heart or their lungs the uh, why are we talking about the island because <laughs> it's member because there's 39 members of steps so yes I, so, so the Lee- record company has created they they're embarking on the world's deadliest tour they're playing north korea <laughs> they're playing a number of failed states and they've created a tour bus full of clones and all of the sort of journeys between the, the shows are on like ice roads and yeah. those. Wait, how are know? Steps playing every student union on Fre- in Freshers Week? <laughs> that kind of vibe. Hey, John, would you like a film idea from me? Yes, please. Ten people that have never met before go to a beach off the northwest of England. The kicker is it keeps getting colder and colder by the second. I present the film cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beach where you get colder. But really quick. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you know how in old, in a month, you'll age a year. Well, Mm. on this, you'll get cold in a minute the amount you would have got cold in an hour. Wow. No, can you imagine that? Let me tell you, on this beach, John, all is not as it seems. Joe, Joe, this seems... No, we should talk about it. Afterwards, we should talk about your... This feels like a segue to your run, but we should talk about it in the bit after the bit. Oh, I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk yeah, about Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wearing his medal as we speak. Uh, yeah, yeah, and nothing else. <laughs> uh, no, I love it. Great stuff. I cannot wait for the cinema <laughs> to be packed with people. For Cole. That guy who... The guy who, who thinks it all is as it seems will be shocked. He'll be the only one, but someone will be shocked. Ten people off to the beach. <laughs> Come on then, John. What's yours? Uh, this one's from me. It's The Continental. John Wick style action movie at a breakfast buffet. Great, great. He's flinging croissants. Yeah, because I, I've, I've said breakfast buffet, but technically yeah, he should only really be throwing pastries and fruit. No yeah. eggs or bacon for him. Yeah. What, would be, what is the deadliest item on a continental breakfast? I tell you what it is. It's rock solid, unmelted butter. Yeah. <laughs> They've made no attempt to make that a spreadable temperature. You could... You could throw that through someone's skull, I think. You could probably shape it into a point and throw it through someone's skull, like a ninja star made of butter. Yeah, or the uh, the little tiny pots of jam. That would also work as sort of 
grenades. Perfect. Well grenades. done. Well done. Anyway, we need to go because it's funny you should mention that. Um, Keanu Reeves has just walked in and he's pulled from his holsters two croissants. <laughs> and I decided to spun them round, blown on them because they're fresh out the toaster. I think I might be in trouble. Well done, John. Well done, Joe. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm feeling good. I had a fun time. Yeah? I had a really fun time. Yeah. I thought at the beginning I wasn't going to have a fun time, but then I, I did. All was not as it seemed. All was not as it seemed. Uh, yeah, tell us about, go on, tell us about your your run. At the weekend I did a run. Um, I ran a half marathon in Kent. It's called the Four Castles Challenge, John. And it was, I would say, a series of setbacks. There was a series of setbacks on race day. Number one, I got there. Big announcement, no headphones. You cannot wear what? headphones uh, unless they are bone conducting headphones, which I thought only like the SAS were allowed. So <laughs> they're headphones that you wear that somehow they communicate with your brain. I don't know what's going on there, man. And mm. I work in the audio industry. So no headphones. If you're seen wearing headphones, instant disqualification. You won't get a time. Crikey. F- I find that out 20 minutes before I'm about to set off. Great. The run is from Dill to Dover. It's called the Four Castles Challenge. One of the other announcements was, just be careful on that first 10K because on the back sort of 11K, that's when you're going to find out why we call it the challenge. But I thought, yeah, sure. Come on. That's just a bit of fun. He's just (laughs) pulling our leg. So I ran the first 10K, nice and handy, was enjoying it. And then after that, it was just hill after hill after hill. It was endless hills. There was a, a couple of miles where I was just running up a steady climb with two seven foot hedges either side of me the whole way no headphones just me and my brain oh god just me and my brain john i've literally chosen a career where i have to listen to things all day <laughs> never listen to my you, brain you're running a- yeah you're running away from your demons exactly my demons were right there running alongside me and uh, and then for the last five or six kilometers yeah pop your head out onto uh, the white cliffs of dover and uh you're just running into 35 mile an hour headwinds Quite often, just like up steep hills. It was like, you know, when it's so windy, you can't put one foot in front of the other. It was like that, but on a big run. And uh, at one point, John, my hat blew off and I had to go back and get it, which is the ultimate humiliation. Yeah. Going back. Yeah. Going back. How are your cheeks? Both. Uh, Uh, Both quite red. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I actually thought, I will say I ran it in a pretty good time and enjoyed it. I will say I thought I'd avoided any sort of pain or chafing and i got home and had a shower and i reached for the original source mint shower gel no and i I applied it to my intimate areas and i hit the ceiling (laughs) i had to bite my hand that is yeah i mean it was like when they do surgery on a ye olde ship and they just make you like bite a rag (laughs) that's what i was doing in the shower just biting my own hand i I have some sympathy for you but you sort of brought that on yourself i did i got too cocky that's that's tingly at the best of times, and they are good times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listener Joel, Joel Joel is is sort of skirting around the fact that annoyingly he's actually very good at this. He is a very good runner. So. I did, I did, I, did, I finished fifth, which is quite cool. Yeah, w- that that's like a place, amazing. It's yeah, like a place of people. Yeah, I know that was. Fun. I've never heard anyone sort of. I don't know anyone who's hit the top. I was going to say I've never heard of anyone who hits the top. I've heard of like Paula Radcliffe. Where did you think races? How do you think it worked? Yeah, so congratulations, and I'm glad you and you had a lovely roast to celebrate. I did, I did, and we'll be back out there again soon. Hey, let's start the Dream Factory Running Club. If there's anyone listening, it genuinely, if there's anyone listening with an interest in running around, let me know. Let's be buddies on Strava. Yeah, that's cool. 
It's my favorite social media app. I'm going to buy it for 44 billion pounds. <laughs> right, we need to get on with the rest of our lives. Have a lovely week, everyone listening. We love you. We love Stay, you. Be nice to everyone. Yes, keep doing it. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then... You'll be the best listener.